Welcome back to the Events for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we choose to cultivate deep relationships with our event attendees, clients, community, and yes, even ourselves. Because we know that truly impacting the world starts with relationships, not the balance of our bank accounts. I'm your host, Jen Murray, retreat planner and owner of Relate Escape. And I believe that events, like our lives and businesses, should be successful, fun, creative, and full of chocolate. Let's dig into today's episode. Hey there, friend. Welcome to episode 30. Can you believe it's been 30 episodes? Sounds like a lot, but also at the same time, kind of sounds like not a lot, right? But starting a podcast is no small feat, and we need to celebrate our wins whenever we have them. So yay for episode number 30. Now, today I'm going to dive into a somewhat uh, lesser topic than some of my previous episodes, but still very much important and something that's been very much on my mind and heart recently. If you're an avid listener to the show, or if if you listen to any of my previous episodes, you know that my why behind RelateEscape, my business, is relationships and community because it's through relationships that we truly change the world. That's where the impact happens, right? Yes, it's about our services, it's about us helping people in that unique way that only we can, but beneath that, underneath it all foundationally is relationship and community. I mean, that's just the basic building block of humanity, right? And at the end of each day, if we impact someone through a relationship, whatever form that relationship is in, we know we've made the most impact possible. So whatever we do, whatever our niche is, we need to be aware of how we're approaching relationships and community. And if you're what I call relate-escape business, you naturally get this. Because this is why you want to hold events, right? You, you know that nothing can replace that in-person interaction when it comes to your business, but also when it comes to relationships. So today I want to boldly shed some light on three things that I believe are hurting, if not downright killing, our relationships and keeping us from building real communities as well. These things are things that we've, I think, just grown accustomed to in our modern world and we might not even realize it, but they've been on my heart recently and I just want to address them to bring them out into the light and have an honest conversation, whether that's all good or potentially bad. And a disclaimer here, <laughs> these, th- these three things I'm gonna talk about can apply to both personal and business relationships. Some might be applied to one more than the other, but we are all our businesses, right? So whether you listen to one of these points and see it applying to you personally or to a personal relationship or business, either way to fix your business in the end, right? Not not to mention that we just want you to be healthy relationally in your personal life too. It's not just all about business. All right, so let's dive in, shall we, and just have this honest conversation. I see right now three, I'm calling them relationship killers, that I think are really hurting us not just in business, but in life in general. And the first relationship killer is assuming people will inform, and I have inform in quotation marks in my notes, 
inform us about their lives. What do I mean by this? Well, here's the deal, guys. We're living in an age where we're used to information just being delivered along with pretty much anything else we could ask for. This isn't necessarily a bad thing, case in point, pandemic. <laughs> Having things delivered to us is pretty essential right now. However, aside from that, we've, we've overall, we've become used to being the center of our own universes, even if we didn't intentionally uh, seek it out that way. Things come to us. We don't have to go seeking or working for them. And so a case in point is social media. So connecting with people on social media has been reduced to just scrolling down a feed where we assume that everybody is just going to naturally share what's going on in their lives, right? Even if we might see that person, you know, in person, in real life on occasion, we've been conditioned in this world, which includes social media, to have this information fed to us. We're not seeking it out intentionally like we may have done in previous generations, right? Because that's that, you know, seeking intentionally as in with real relationships. And this this assumption that we have that people are just going to kind of keep us informed goes beyond social media too. You know, we'll assume they'll text, they'll email. Just in in general, we assume that people are going to to just speak up and share and we don't have to invest in conversation or communication to get that information. And social media has certainly featured heavily into this conditioning, right? Because we've just, we've gotten to the point where we're addicted to it. That's what they do in order to sell ads, which is how they make money. And we just find ourselves kind of operating with this assumption that the people on our lives are just going to inform us of what's going on, kind of like they're a reporter. They're just going to keep us surprised without any effort on our part. But here's the deal, like that is not a relationship. And that's not to say that we shouldn't share things with people at all. I mean, obviously that's not healthy or realistic, but having a relationship with someone means, well, having a relationship, right? Talking to them outside of just typed words, spending time with them beyond just a few minutes, talking to them beyond just a few minutes, taking the time to dive into an actual conversation where you can make discoveries, and each person can you know, feel that they're in a safe space and have the adequate time to open up and share, either without any prompting by the other party where they just naturally feel like they can bring things up or, ask, or without you asking questions, right? And it's how you get a, a sense of what that person that you're, you're connecting with really needs or what they're really going through. It can't just be at face reporting or assuming that they're going to just like share things or to put it another way, we're not living in a world where we don't even realize that we're assuming <laughs> that people are just sharing what they need to share, right? I think we're not even realizing that's where our brains have gone. And this is very detrimental. And this brings me to what I'm calling my second relationship killer. And that's forgetting that humans have layers, right? Layers like an onion. 
a lot of our culture just overall has become surface-based in ways, again, that we might not even realize, or we do realize, but we just haven't really meditated on them and followed that train of thought and assessed what that really means. And again, social media is, is probably the most common example because it's seen as a foundation for relationships when it's actually not a foundation for relationships. If anything, it leaves us feeling emptier and more disconnected. It actually does the opposite. It's also made us forget that as humans, we have layers like, like an onion. The more you peel away, the more we reveal. There's always more to us than just meets the eye at that topical level. And when it comes to real relationships and just good communication in general, surface level interaction is just not going to cut it, which is why so many of us are left feeling empty and unattached. And this is especially true if all of our connections kind of reside on social media, if we don't have those, those in-person, in-real-life relationships and community. Surface level just doesn't go down to the nitty gritty underneath. You know, how we're really feeling, what we're really thinking, giving us a chance to feel cared for, encouraged, for us to share with each other our, our real hearts about something, our experiences, our trials. All of those things require time and a safe space. And that means a relationship that's at least somewhat consistent in communication. Because after all, you're not going to, you know, you're not likely to spill your deepest thoughts if you're only chatting with a particular person once in a blue moon. Now, I'm not saying that every single relationship that we have needs to be this really deep relationship. There is a difference between a friend and an acquaintance, between a client and a partner, but with relationships that matter, the ones that should be closest to us, we need to ensure that we're going deep. And that's the issue here, right? I would say as a society, we've become conditioned to not go deep anymore. If, you know, if things don't easily work out with someone, it's just time to move on. Uh, we want a thousand Facebook followers versus 10 really, truly good friends we you know tend to spend half an hour finding the right photo filter so we can appear professional and as if we have it all together for people we don't even know really know versus spending that half hour deep in conversation with a friend or a partner making a real connection and relational investment i think we need to step back and just look at our priorities where can we dive deeper? How can we eat? How can we help each other peel back our layers so we can connect and support each other as we're meant to, which is on a level that's deeper than just topical, that's just surface level, right? We need to get to the deep stuff because it's the deep stuff, deep stuff, excuse me, that matters, right? We need that support. And that brings me to relationship killer number three, forgetting to support each other in a practical sense. A friend and I were actually talking about this recently and we were both in uh, agreement that we just think overall as a culture, we feel as if we've forgotten just to how to have real community. And one of those main elements of a real community is supporting each other with actions and actual help. 
I think we're, we're so used to being in our individual bubbles of comfort and we've forgotten how to do deep relationships. We feel as if we've, you know, forgotten how to help each other practically, you know, in the midst of things, when we get in the midst of things with people and actually help them, that is what's missing, right? Somehow we've grown accustomed to leaving things up to the ones who need our help as if it's all on them. You know, instead of stopping, considering, stepping out of our comfort zones or schedules to provide actual help, instead we offer words and platitudes. We might offer um, offer encouragement, which of course is important. Those things are important. Words definitely matter. But we need to go beyond that. We we all carry our our own loads, excuse me. You know, we each have our own responsibilities and things that we need to take care of. True. But the point of having community, real community, isn't simply to get from others, but to give, hopefully equally, to help each other stay upright and make it through this thing called life, which isn't easy, right? But I just feel, and I don't know about you, that we've kind of lost that. Instead, what's become the norm or what's become prevalent in our society, I'm not, and I'm not saying this is everyone, is offering these words, these platitudes, but nothing else. You know, no offers to buy some groceries or pick up the kids for you or to help with finding that new job. Our modern society is, it's also very self-sufficient, which is, is fine, but it can also be a detriment. We're so into our own worlds, we can separate ourselves from other people's problems and pain. At the same time, we're making much of our own. Not that our pain doesn't matter, it doesn't require attention, but sometimes we get so focused on our own issues that we forget about everybody else's, which is ironic because the more that we help people, the less that actually seems to make less in our own problems, right? Because that's community, like that's putting your perspective and your focus on somebody else's need outside of yourself. We, we should all be making much of each other. If we all helped each other, practically and not just with words, then we would all be much better off for it. That's what community is, right? And I think in the entrepreneurial space, we've been assigning that word community to things like Facebook groups and the like for so long, we forget that's not community. Sure, you can offer to help people online to a degree. And I'm not saying that online is bad because we have businesses there. But what about helping people practically? You know, you can't help everyone in a thousand, uh, you know, member Facebook group, but maybe zeroing in on your favorite clients or your close students. What about the people in our in-person lives? You know, whether we're in a pandemic or normal life, once we get back to that, how can we serve people better? Not everyone, I'm not saying we should extend ourselves past our resources and limits, but how can we deepen the relationships that we currently have by providing practical assistance? 
Can we just start by paying attention to how we respond to those who share a need, whether it's logistical, financial, emotional, what have you? Are we merely sharing platitudes and well wishes and then spending four hours binge watching Netflix? Or are we taking that time and energy and dedicating it to building real community and changing somebody's life? To not just saying that you will, uh, that you wish them, you know, that things get better or that you say that you're going to uh, ping somebody you know about a possible solution, but then you don't really follow through with it, right? It kind of drops. What else can we do to start changing that? How can we start paying attention to how we respond to people when they share a need? The truth is, is we often forget that it's the little things that mean so much to us. Uh, to state it another way, those things that may seem small to someone else can mean a ton to the person in need, right? We all need help sometimes in small ways and in big ways. All right, so <laughs> how did you find this episode? I kind of just wrap things up without wrapping things up, but did you find this motivating, depressing? Does it sound as if I've turn, turned into Ebenezer Scrooge, like bah humbug to everyone, everywhere type of thing? Or did this resonate with you? Have you been feeling lonely, alone, without adequate help, wishing somebody would just lend a hand, big or small? I think all of us, myself included, feel as if something is off with relationships and community. We've lost our way a bit. And while it's easy, it's always easy to point outward and want external circumstances to change or for other people to change, where we really need to start is inside us. It starts with each of us. So please don't take this episode as a reason for despair and not just because that wasn't my intent. Truly, that was not my intent. We have the power to create change. That's a fact. One decision, one person, one moment at a time. And that's what I want this episode to be. Not a reason for you or I to feel guilty or to uh, despair feeling alone, but to see where we can go from here. Let's, let's just be honest with ourselves and take note of where we stand when we're being friends, when we're being uh, daughters, when we're being spouses, how are we investing in the relationships closest to us? And how are we responding to people that we come across or approach us who might not be in that inner circle per se, but need our help? Are we really truly offering help like we can? Are we doing some of the things that I mentioned in this podcast? And if we are, that's okay. Again, this is not to make us feel guilty. Let's just take stock of where we are so we can improve. Let's just get back to real relational roots so that we can be and we can experience those impactful forces we all want to be. Hey. 
Hey lady, very briefly before we go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you gleaned a ton of wisdom and comfort, maybe even some confirmation from it. And I want to ask your help in getting this podcast into the hands or phones of more women just like you. So if you could, please just hop over on iTunes and leave a short review and let other women know what you have enjoyed or gotten out of this podcast. I might even read it on the air, you never know, but it's my goal to help as many entrepreneurs as possible and your words, as always, could be powerful in achieving that. Thanks and look forward to seeing you next time.